Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast. We're not talking about poop at all. Uh, uh, this is episode 218. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found us. And uh, that's great. We're going to talk about Star Wars a lot. I hope you like Star Wars. Yay, Star Wars. We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman, warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs, we are players, we are hardened undead slayers, elven archers who roam the enchanted wood. We all pretend to be something, so why not pretend to? Something interesting Nerd on, my friends Nerd on Keep it up and we can rule the world Whatever you love is not wrong There's power in your phantom Keep strong, nerd on Teacher Mark, God bless. Exactly how high were you? <laughs> I wasn't high at all when I watched this. I don't know what college culture was like. I just can't describe what it was like to be there at that time in which every flash animation was somehow this new technological marvel. Well, it was. It was. Oh, the... do not get me started because stuff that was from my generation, you're like, oh, the graphics. Oh, I'm sorry. Usernet just doesn't do it for me. I need to have a video game where I can see something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Trogdor days, the Trogdor and Legendary Frog days. Those, mm, those I days, showed them that too. They were not impressed. Th- those, those hilarious days of simple jokes and simpler animation that yeah. we all thought was glorious, and now everybody's like, "Well, it's not on Adult Swim." Actually, no, Adult Swim's our generation too. What yeah, are they? No, what are the kids watching these days? There's still Adult Swim, though it's not very popular because one of the shows was completely taken over by fascists. No. Oh. Yeah. I, I guess the I guess the kids are watching the Five Nights at Freddy's on the YouTube's mostly these days. That's it. I wouldn't find scare video games. That is one of the most popular children's franchises in the world right now. It's a franchise. Oh yeah, there's been like eight Five Nights at Freddy's games, and there's if you go into any like store, there's like T-shirts. I noticed dolls. I don't like like, the only appeal is you watch a screen, you watch your left, you watch your right, and then if you don't do it correctly, something jumps out at you and you die. That's the only thing in that game. I think the appeal, quote unquote, is. The YouTubers who play the game and oh, who like, uh, oh who react, they react. Yeah. react. Yeah. Well, and That's also it's thing. like parents are like, oh, it's like Chuck E. Cheese's. Go ahead, watch that video. Why aren't no. parents more discerning? Alicia is. I don't know. <laughs> the thing with me and Five Nights, I don't know that I would stop my kid from watching YouTube videos about Five Nights no, at Freddy's. They'll learn in the first five minutes, and then you won't have to deal with it. Again. Right. Well, and just also just because like it's not like there's not like gore or anything. It's just right. scary. You could watch yeah. it with them. Um, it might I don't know. be. I, if anything, I think, it, I think they'll find it hilarious how I would react yeah, to that game. I certainly mm-hmm. would. Yeah. The uh, the game has a beautiful balance between it being like the simplest jump scare ever 
like technologically speaking it's nothing huge it's going to be the same jump scare every time but all of the backstory is some of the best goddamn creepy pasta. You, you know the weird thing about jump scares though like i was i took a, a haunted tour of edinburgh with my father one time and this guy like you can see him ahead of you jump out and suddenly grab people like at the ends of the joke and you know he's coming but you're still screaming. <laughs> so I went on one of those, you know, those traveling tiny fairs they have all over England. Oh, um, like, yeah. And so they have them over here, too. Like, they go to, like, church parking lots and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I went to one that had a, uh, uh, it was called a haunted ride. And it was, like, you got in this little cart, and the cart would pull through from the small room into the big room. Oh, and this, <laughs> the, Well, the big room was covered in, like, these creepy paintings, but there was nothing in there to scare you. And then all of a sudden, this dude standing in front of a painting... Like looking like he was part of, he's dressed in like you know, a, like all black with a black mask. Steps out holding a giant rubber fish, and he's like, "Ha ha!" And we're all like, "Ah!" And then he chases us through the rest of the ride, like, "Ha ha!" Just whacking us around the head with the rubber fish. That was the scare. It sounds like the horror is less uh, physical and more existential. Yes, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's like this is like primal chaos. It's oh like God. someone's. It's like yeah, chaotic evils version I, of a uh, haunted house. To bring up with, with you. I don't know if this is. Uh, the best thing to bring up on the podcast, but it's nothing perverse or anything. I may have gotten us a very interesting uh, Valentine's Day article. Oh, uh, God. Some of my friends all got together and decided to make a spoof um, uh, OK Cupid profile in which none of the answers made sense. Like, all of the quick, like, tell me about yourself answers, none of them make sense. And they present as a woman. Whenever a guy writes to them, they write like they are speaking from pure chaos itself. <laughs> and these conversations are hilarious. They end up getting one guy who said, I don't know where you are, but I will bring you a toaster right now. Can we meet up? I need to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> so they're writing it up for us with pictures. And oh, no. I'll see if we can post it. Yes, please. please. Oh, my God. I mean, I have, so no, I have no control over that anymore. But please In do. the end... Uh, well, I don't want to run anything on the site that embarrass you. Thank but you. Uh, in the end, they had they came out to this guy who ended up being really nice. Like, okay, listen, we're like a committee of four people. We're all just playing with you guys. Um, and he goes, okay, but can we hang out tonight? Because I've got nothing to do, and you all sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's uh, online people on the internet. Oh, uh, but I am so, so glad I never had just, to do that. Just freaking abusive. Yeah. <laughs> I had lasted on OkCupid for about a day. Jairus was on OkCupid for, years. you know, like 10 years. Not 10 years. Maybe you were on, six. You were on Craigslist just as long. And we were like, stop doing that. I, You're no, going to get I murdered. I shouldn't have been on Craigslist. And I stopped when I when the Craigslist murderer popped up. Although <laughs> he wasn't targeting people like me. Luckily, I stopped the moment people started using Craigslist as a not really cool um super queer uh sex worker site oh um oh. and so it seems like i got off on the time in which it was mostly no. used for profit no jaris i i was your roommate through most of those years you never no, got no, off no i no I think that's not <laughs> that's what's the big deal about having a bedroom and a living room there's separate rooms sometimes right. depending on which person you brought home <laughs> i never brought anyone home while i was living oh wait hold on yeah, <laughs> that's a lie oh well that's no, several I was lies the in a row first one 
And then, then I remembered the place that we lived on Mason Street, and I brought people home. Yeah, that's like, right. Like all the time. Not all the time. It wasn't that popular, but I did bring people home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Oh, all right. I so things every day. <laughs> oh, anything you want oh, to know about Jared's past nothing. sex life? I'm happy to One tell. Time I know she all invited a friend of hers over, and we found out because she had forgotten that they were still technically married in Wicca. <laughs> Oh, right. I know who this is, too. Right? Right? (laughs) So I'm like, and she's like, what? Are you mad? I'm not mad that it happened. I'm mad that you're not divorced. (laughs) (laughs) How does a wicked divorce even work? You just like... You want to get divorced? Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I figured. She did it right there. She's like, in accordance with the tradition, I divorce thee, I divorce thee, I divorce thee, it's done. That's what he did. Oh, that's what he did. That's right. And I went, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I saw Arrival. Oh yeah. What, yeah! So you said you hated it, and I don't know why. No, I didn't why, say I hated it's it. It's a great movie, and you were uh, probably wrong. Um, I liked it better back when they called it Slaughterhouse Five. Although Slaughterhouse Five, because the person who wrote it had been in World War Two, was incredibly pessimistic, and I really appreciate the optimism of Arrival. It was a very beautiful in that way. Um, the the climax of that movie is not at the end of the movie, and I thought that was genius yeah. because yeah. of the way the movie is. But also as a viewing experience, I did not enjoy that. Uh, I liked it. I really li- I liked, um, without giving away too much, the mm-hmm. way they, they twist and play with your perception of the I movie. I like that yes. too. Yeah. When I figured out what was really going on about halfway through, I went, oh. And for the first time in forever, you figured it out before me. Which I was like, because I was sitting there going like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I, I think my first thing is when um, she started talking about daddy yeah. and i immediately clicked well i know how movies work daddy has to be but then oh yeah that's kind of how i figured it out too it was it was the first time yeah um the other cool thing about that movie though i have to say is that their xenobiology and all their xeno their alien design was fantastic yeah, yeah. i just I, I guess this is a spoiler so you know skip ahead if you don't want to hear this but yeah i, I didn't like melissa do you mind the rifle spoilers uh-huh. okay um i i feel like the aliens I, I I would like no I don't feel like they were a plot hole I, uh, at all I didn't like that they were like four hundred feet tall like I was like if we can we can have alien races who aren't like you know skyscrapers every now and then they were but, sky, but they the were very time, big yeah. at the same time it's refreshing that it's not um, human human copy. yeah mm. humanoid yeah it was yeah. very very different and like everything was different they about had them. a really cool way of showing people how multiple uh multiple cultural uh interaction works uh while also showing us the incredible anxiety of understanding that well we've colonized people our entire existence we're pretty sure that's what's going to happen yeah when will they start colonizing us? yeah um are you guys you guys gonna start killing us anytime soon when in we're, that, we're ready. the one phrase in there offer weapon yeah. I did not understand. And the only way I could get is, I guess they misunderstood weapon and tool. So, yes. Yeah, that is it, what it, it was. it's also... It was a mistranslation. Yeah, it's uh, a mistranslation. That happens all the time, actually. Like, whenever people are looking at it, true. you put your own so, like, bias oh. onto it. So, like, that's probably what happened, is that they were expecting it to be a weapon, so mm. that's why they... That's true. And I really do like the optimism of knowing that this... Like, it was cool that they're like me. They're all giving us pieces of something, and we have to work together to make it work. 
which was the plot of First Contact, <laughs> and ended up not being the case here. Yeah. They gave them everything. Wait, you mean one... Contact, not First Contact? Oh, yeah, Contact. Okay, because I was going to say, First Contact, no, 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 the plot you're... was the Borg went back in time. Yeah, I don't think that's not... relevant to what you're <laughs> no, talking about. No, it's not. <laughs> I understand literature. I don't care if I may have. <laughs> anyway, um, he would never talk like that. Um, well, if you put it in a British accent and you were a little more bald, it'd be closer. A little more. Just a little more. You're about halfway to Picard right now. They were going to put a hairpiece on him. (laughs) They put a hair... Because... And they thought it would be cool because they put... So, originally, they put a hairpiece on Picard to give him more virility, they thought, because it was the 80s. And then, eventually, the director was like, this is not working. Let's just take it off. They also... They also had him start with a French accent. That's uh, right. Which did not work. They thought that the hairpiece would work because, technically, Will Shatner had a hairpiece. Yeah. Um, well, but also Will Shatner is narcissistic. He is so, a walking like, hairpiece. So, yeah. That is true. Um, An emergency is about to occur in this household. I'm almost out of milk. <gasps> oh, no. We well, should not allow this. Don't cry over spilled milk. But it's not spilled. It's drunk. It's spilled now. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Please don't. <laughs> She's okay. That has copper right yeah. there. She's donkey. Um... So yeah, I thought Arrival was good, and there were certain wow things, but because I've seen it before in a book, once I figured it out, the it didn't really hold my attention until the very end, in which I had a realization. What? You thought it was a science fiction movie? The movie's fucking about magic. Yeah, kind <laughs> it's of. It's all about magic. Yeah, yeah kind the of. The tool of these aliens is their... And this, I thought, was ridiculous. Their language, once you understand their language... Your perception can move around in time, which makes no sense, but that's magic. That's yeah. what magic does. You know, uh, you could describe it a little for those at home who have not yet Oh, okay. So, um, basically, you, throughout... ooh, let's make this the end of the uh, spoilers, and then we'll describe it. What? No. No, we'll describe it with... Wait, what? What? I was suggesting for listeners who have not yet watched it, describing it. In for listeners way. who have not yet watched Arrival, it's been nominated for several Oscars. Go watch Arrival. Yes. That's, that's the answer um, to that So question. the idea is these aliens arrive, um, and they have to go through this, how do we possibly understand them? They seem very, very peaceful. They arrive mm-hmm. in many different countries, and you get to see humans' own paranoia break down the relationship, where the optimistic language scientist, the linguist, Uh, does everything she can to keep the connection going and her faith plays out as the aliens end up giving them an amazing technology which allows them to uh, move their perceptions through time which only she can use because their technology so far because their technology is their language and because she has learned it throughout the movie she loses her so uh, causal sense from from the beginning of the movie you're seeing flashbacks uh, to her past, and mm-hmm. halfway through the movie, you figure out they're flash forwards to her future. Oh, and she it's also really, really cool. is figuring it out while you're figuring it out because she yeah. doesn't realize this is happening to her. Oh, interesting. Um, and in fact, there's a causal knot where she makes something happen because she pre-members something that happens in the future. Yeah. Which is, I thought that was really cool. That that was they mean the phone call, right? Yes. Yeah. That, that yes. was that super was cool. Really cool. Um, but I don't know. I think I would have been more wowed if I had not already. My read, my favorite kind uh, of time travel stories time. are like those two minutes where like <gasps> something oh. something happens mm-hmm. where it happens in the past because someone in the future like remembers the past and sends it back to their like it's one of those things where it's just this There's big an loop. Obvious <laughs> not. Basically, yeah. all of the episode blink <laughs> of yeah. Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or the end storyline behind uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. The, but only the very end. 
Um, or actually the first movie of Back to the Future. Yeah. you think about it as a giant time loop that they've created yeah. somehow. Yeah, it is. Uh, so anyway, that's Arrival. It very much deserves its credit. I would like to say that... Um, uh, it was one of the best movies I saw this year. Thanks. It totally makes sense why their language is circular now. Yes, because oh, there's no... Oh, God. I because it's There's infinite. no beginning and end. Right. Sorry. Yeah, I just no, also was like... <gasps> Every, so they have singular sentence or singular command phrases that are their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they have no, they're have no. they in a circle, and there's no beginning or end. And they're like, well, it's like you have to know what the whole sentence is going to be. How could that be? And then in the end of the movie, you realize that's because they see their language as happening all at the same moment. Yeah, it's it's kind it's of really cool. I don't know it. why I didn't like the movie more actually. And maybe it just it got building like up too much in your head. Maybe <laughs> I, I think that language. once I connected it to the book Slaughterhouse Five, a lot of it's the kind error of like, came you know, out. Um, the, uh, when we went to go see Rogue One, and uh, Stephanie had built up such a connection mm. to um, Jin's mom in the book beforehand. And oh, so when Jin's mom died in the first ten minutes, she was yeah. like, "Well, this movie's terrible." Yeah. And like nothing could change her mind. The same thing with you at Slaughterhouse Five, maybe you were like, "Well, it's yeah, a ripoff." I think so. Well, I don't feel like it's a ripoff. I just feel like that Slaughterhouse Five blew my mind in that way, yeah. and because my mind's already been blown to that sort of <laughs> time travel storytelling. Yeah, it could not be. I should probably explode read Slaughterhouse Five. You should not read Slaughterhouse Five. Why not? One of the memories he gets stuck in repeating is his participation in a war crime. Oh, okay. Wait, what did I read? I read one of that author's books. Vonnegut. Well, I read one of Vonnegut's books. Mm-hmm. Was I don't think it was Slaughterhouse Five. We'll it was. Sell it, well, it was. Whole, oh no! Wait, that's Richard K. Dick. Kill Dick. I read Philip one. That's Richard K. Dick. Was it one of the really weird ones? Well, all of Vonnegut's all, books. Are all weird. of them. Yeah, but yeah. Like... Breakfast of Champions, maybe. No. What's the one? Um, you know what? It's probably on my phone. I read yeah. it on Kindle. Okay. Um, Vonnegut was the guy um, who, in an essay, was, let me show you how to create a poor science fiction universe by showing how our universe could be seen as having a lot of plot holes, and in that essay loses his goddamn mind. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. It is my favorite piece of writing he ever wrote. It's amazing. And in this writing, he convinces himself all of the world is a Matrix-like... Um, a trap in a Gnostic imperial um, uh, oppression in which we are all living out the Roman Empire forever. Huh. It was bizarre. And then in the end kind of it, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Let me think in about the it. end of it, he's like, and that's how you make a, and that's how you make a universe that the reader will see right through. <laughs> You're like, just, oh god. It then um, Mike brought it into a mage game as that essay was the insanity that one of our mages who was leaving the game got. Oh, it was Slaughterhouse Five. Oh, I've read Slaughterhouse Five. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank goodness you it... forgot before you saw that movie. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really connect it on the same level, but. Well, but I mean, yeah, that's art. Yep. Then again, Slaughterhouse Five was not written as. I don't want to say as well that this movie thought of way more shit than Slaughterhouse Five yeah. thought of. Yeah, Slaughterhouse uh, Five is more telling a story out of order, where this one yeah. was like learning a yeah. story out of. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. You were following. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, it was very good. I want to say that um, is it fences. Uh, fences is a is a Denzel Washington movie. That just Not came out, fences. So. I'm thinking of hidden, uh, figures? hidden figures. That's it. That was I, awesome. Did you that see good. that? Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Oh man, I really want. It's to see really it. good and like it for me. It was like holy shit. Being a woman in that time was hard. 
being a black woman, I cannot even fucking imagine. Like, just some of the stuff that she has to go through. And, like, it's dealt with in in a respectful way, but Mm -hmm. then also that she doesn't, like... She doesn't fight against the oppression so much because she really wants her job and she wants to be able to use her mind. But it gets to a point where finally she has to, like, stand up for herself. And it's, like, masterful scene. It's really good. It's a fantastic scene. And just, like, the connection between... I I call her Carter because that's how I know her. uh, Um, From Person person of Interest. interest. Oh, And Kevin Costner, like... Yeah. It's just, it's fantastic. It's, like, it's, it's, really it's interesting because one of the main things they show in the movie um, is uh, something they fictionalized that actually made it harder than it was in real life. Because in real life, she just used whatever bathroom she fucking wanted. And in the movie, she has to run for half an hour to get to the, the colored bathroom every time she wants to go to the bathroom. It's one of the major, like, uh, impact points of showing discrimination in the film. That is a weird thing for them to fictionalize considering yeah. how but, many other things but, yeah, well, at, at, they this, do, at the same time it was it was a really good choice mm-hmm. because like it's something that's so basic oh, that, true. You, that would, you take it that as an it. audience member you're mm-hmm. like how the hell would they not allow her to you yeah. know and so like I'm really glad to know that NASA was actually progressive enough to be like <laughs> use whatever the fuck bathroom you want but like for the movie oh, purposes, that movie. Oh, I want to see that movie so badly. It's really it's good. It's really you good. Go see it. It's I don't really think good. Either of us have seen a movie since. And like what, what I also found very interesting about the movie is mm. they had Kevin Costner, who's a veteran film star, but all of the other stars are TV actors. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. So, the uh, the really good villain great. from Luke Cage plays a really nice man in this movie. And it was, it, very confusing it was for so me. hard. <laughs> it was so hard to look at him and trust him. I know. King BB? Uh, um, the the guy who owns the club. I can't remember his name now. Oh, oh um, he was in a. Was he also in Moon? Yeah, he is in Moonlight. Like, He's one of Screen Actors. Oh my for that. god, I saw a scene of him in Moonlight. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, he's a fantastic actor. But there were times where he was like looking at her, and I was just like, oh my he's god, gonna kill he's going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was like, no, he's a Luke good Cage, man. get in here. <laughs> <laughs> but Hardigan. Is in it? Oh yep, Hardison is in it. Oh yep. my god, that's amazing! And like, we've been um, watching a ton more of that. We so finished it. <laughs> oh, you did? We, not, we started it after you. We finished it before you. Are there four, five, 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 and we're on the fifth season now? Yeah, but yeah. we're near oh, the end. Oh, that's so sad. We're like halfway yeah. through. It, it ends really well. It does end really well. Yeah. I kind of wish we hadn't. We were we kind of stayed up late one night just to mm-hmm. finish it because we were like two episodes away, and so like my memories of the last episode are a little hazy. Like yeah. it's a good last episode, but yeah, uh, but it, yeah, that'll be sad when we're done. I guess There's we're gonna one have episode to go back last season. I don't know if you've gotten to it yet. Have you gotten to the episode that takes place in DC with only Hardison, um, Elliot. Uh, Elliot, and uh, Parker? No. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll t- okay. Oh, no. No, no, no we no, haven't. Yeah. Then we'll talk about that one later. No, but we did Boys see Girls Night Out. Oh, Boys yeah. Night Out. Oh, yeah. Those were amazing. So I we, love think that we so finished much. Girls Night Out. We were like, please tell me they showed the boys' side. Please tell me. There's a Boys Night Out. Thank God. Okay, so. We're talking but about one, leverage, by the way. For yeah, leverage. Know. So one of the things I love about Boys Night Out is you get to see a much larger amount of nuance in the relationship that Hardison has with um, uh, with Elliot. Elliot, in which Elliot's, yeah, I'm a hard ass, I'm a hard ass, and then rolls his eyes at the screen, smiles, and you can see him thinking, I did good for my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, both those episodes. And I'm really glad they brought back all the supporting characters for the yes. Girls' yeah. Night Out episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, those, those characters were fantastic. Um, the entire time... So that was the first one in a long time that I had no idea what the con was. And I yeah. didn't know how they did it. Yeah. Girls' yeah. Night Out really threw me for a loop. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, good. It's really, so much fun. I really like the office one. It's also okay. So this is oh, totally. Oh, the office one was so funny. This is also a totally, totally superficial thing mm. to bring up. Um, mm. But so I was never really attracted to Jerry Ryan as Seven of Nine. Jerry Ryan on Leverage, I'm like, holy shit, that woman that is, is hot. So weird because I am not attracted to her on Leverage at all. But I am super attracted to her as Seven of Nine. I, I, I should see if I could steal the uh, almost life size Seven of Nine poster for you. No, I thank you. It's day. okay. As you can already see from my Deus Ex poster, I have enough um, Jerry shake for a day. Yes. <laughs> I need to fix that. We need to frame the posters and we're going to put them in the space the Hobbits in and then move the Hobbits in around. Nice. We're going to put the Hobbit there on the wall. We got nice. some Star Wars posters we need to frame. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah and we I need have so much art we need to frame. We too. do. And it's like you keep it in one spot, right? Because you, you're like, okay, I'll get a frame for this and then I'll put it up. The I problem eat. is framing is so goddamn expensive. And and I know this. I used to work at a frame store, but yeah. like it, when I worked, uh, when I first started at GoPro, and I had a stupid, insane paycheck that has only gone down as I've changed positions over the years. I used to like once a month be able to take like five pieces of art to the frame store and just get them all framed at oh. once. But oh. now, yeah. like I just been like going like I don't now we spend two hundred fifty dollars on getting really art framed. But it's good for the artwork. It yeah. protects it. Because we it have does. some artwork that has gotten so damaged over the years. Yeah. And now my Rogue One uh, poster is signed. I definitely want to get it for well, Oh, that's right. What happened to our signed Rogue One poster? You didn't... We had a signed Rogue One. Did we? I thought we got... Never mind, we didn't. You're no, right. That was... Okay. Um, I was fine. But we... Um... We, we are probably going to just buy frames on Amazon. But even those, it's like 70, 80 bucks. Like, yeah, yeah, and then, you know, this is my... my inner framer coming out but like you, those those frames don't really like protect your picture very well no there's got to be some cheap way to get so, this shit done actually there was this one um i saw her at a convention one time but she makes a frame that's actually a portfolio book oh, oh yeah so you can change what page is at the front oh, but you can have like your different cool. posters and then you, you can actually like that? take it down and like mm -hmm go through the book yeah. and I was like this if is the best thing woman, ever please contact us we would love to advertise you on the show yes. by yes. saying your name you should sponsor our podcast please sponsor our podcast <laughs> or just give us phrase email us, us at aceofgeekspodcasting at gmail.com yes. what's that Mike? Give us your money. Give no. us your money. Give us your goddamn <laughs> I gonna, money. I was going to see if I could get you to switch our roles and have you <laughs> we'll see how hard it is to spell a c e o f g e e k s p o d c s t i n g at gmail dot com. Ah, this hat is. I have delicious. no idea what you said because I'm dyslexic. So, fuck it. Oh well, I said a e c o g f e p q. Yeah, that means the same thing. I have no idea. Um. <laughs> oh, my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a visual medium. I can yeah. play it up if she fakes laughing. That's true. Um, Sorry, you were saying something before yes. I interrupted you horribly. I realize this is not relevant. Okay. <laughs> um, but, mm -hmm. so, so yeah, Hidden Figures is really good. Um, also, have we discussed the uh, the new Star Wars title on the podcast yet? I don't think we have. No, I don't think we have. Oh, uh, The yeah. Last Jedi. Jedi. Okay, so I found something out. <laughs> uh, a translation in a romantic language 
puts the word Jedi in the masculine. No. So, but that could just be marketers. Dude, up. he's also be. hella old. It's, it's his time. It should, we do, already it's, lost Han. I don't want to lose Luke. No, but I the agree. thing is, if you lose Luke. Luke, you don't actually lose Luke. Now he becomes a blue spear, and he'd be like, "Yo, girl, you need to use the Force right now." Peace. She's like, "I fucking gonna, know, Luke. We trained gonna, for like a week and a half." He's gonna need a mirror though, because he can only become a blue Jedi if he looks at himself dying. What? The blue, the um, the the Luke blue spirit theory says that only people who die in front of Luke no. get to become <laughs> blue spirits, which is why uh, Vader throws the Emperor down the shaft so that when he Luke dies, see you him. can't see him. That is a wonderful theory that is disproven by Clone Wars. No, it's totally yeah, disproven. Is a blue spirit. Okay, Unless Luke exists beyond time and space because he's a part of the unifying force. Whoa! Technically, we're all part of the force. That's true. So, um, so then the Emperor should be a blue spirit somewhere. He's like, what the fuck, man? Fuck he's a, the Emperor, the Emperor's a blue spirit, but he can't actually figure out how to land yet, so he's just kind of floating in the Death Star space, like, it, guys, someone come get me. You are connected Fair. to the people who are most connected to you, and the person he's most connected to is also dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anakin's blue spirit just keeps like or like yeah, somehow yeah. somehow Maul yeah. has survived all of this time and has survived all these season Clone Wars Rebels yeah. and, and Sidious yeah. is just standing behind him going Maul you must finish my work a, shut up dude I, I have literally lost to every Jedi in the galaxy I, I just want to read these books I just do you remember want, when I tried to kill you twice I just want to follow the dark side without a goddamn Sith yeah. whispering in my ear Oh. But we are the dark side. <laughs> That's the thing. I wonder if the reason that Luke becomes the last Jedi because no. Rey becomes no. something no. else and there are no. new traditions. No. Not gonna happen. It can't just be Not Jedi all the time. Yes, it can. It could be the, the actual Jedi for that the first time in Star Wars. That's that a good reason nice. why Luke could be the last Jedi is because he's the last one who received Jedi training. Whatever he trains her in is going to be different than what he was trained in because he was trained in by a long lineage of Je- Jedi trainers. It's also at the beginning of the a movie he is the last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, yeah. That can, I mean, it doesn't because of the title. Oh, yeah, the Empire right. struck back and the Empire striking strikes back, but it doesn't mean the the like they movie ended. Was, like that was the yeah the yeah. struck the struck did not stay struck. <laughs> and the Jedi only oh, and it's true that the Jedi only return once Luke acts like an actual moral being and doesn't just follow whatever you. Yoda tells Which actually, do. really, Return of the Jedi should be called the first Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was interesting because I was listening to. Um, so I've gotten to the episode in campaign where um, it's just after the election. Oh, and, you and kept can't, listening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got thank God. I'm sorry that it pissed it was, you it off was so a, much. It was a. It was It was a night that I was dealing with anxiety. It actually, mm. wasn't the show's fault. I just wasn't in the mood to listen to. Hey, I like him. All right. To listen to Trist Valentine, the uh, right. Trist Valentine I, yeah. by himself. Um, that but, was the episode that made me rage quit halfway through. Yeah. Um, Although it, it was really funny. Okay, so just to Not that just to bad, give you backstory because just... I don't know you haven't heard this part. So there's this bit that goes on for like An two and a half solid and a half. episodes. Yeah. Of, oh my god. Uh, the guy who's playing Trish Valentine has captured the ship and he wants to blow it up, and the GM doesn't want him to blow it up because it's a t- canon ship in the universe. And so there's this 
long-running thing where he's arguing with every NPC he, she can throw at him, trying to convince him not to blow up the ship, and he just nope, I'm gonna blow up the ship, well, nope, blow up the ship. Puts him, like, and then finally, he, she like she puts like a super on shield it. on it, to, like so he can't blow it up. And he's just like, fine, I'll just keep shooting at it until it explodes. I can, I have all day. Um, and so finally, he gets to the point where he's like tricked another one of her NPCs and has like missiles aimed at it. And he's like, I blow it up. And she's like, you can't. It's a cannon ship. And he's like, no, they just rebuilt it and gave it the same name. And she's like. God, damn it! <laughs> there's that moment in a role-playing game in which two people have two very different i do two very different ideas on what fun is, and they aren't talking to each other. Yeah, just their characters are talking to each other. Neutral thing happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I. JPC it's playing, you know, no, he usually is. JPC and the thing is, is playing Archer in space, and occasionally that's really <laughs> that's what he is. The, the, the Trist is Archer in space in, in many um, ways, and yeah. it's uh, it's. It's a very, very funny character when he's with other characters who can balance him out. When he's with just Lynn, it starts to or, get a little yeah. like misogynistic and like and I know that's the joke, but it's sometimes a little bit too Because much to there's no one else to share the spotlight yeah. or yeah. to Yeah. Or to check him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. you really need Bacta there. Yeah. But the the <laughs> story like, no. beyond that gets interesting and they started a uh evil yeah. campaign. So what which I was gonna say amazing. I was listening to the evil too. campaign um that came out right after the election and Kat yeah. gave this amazing speech yeah. about, I you know, stamp me too. Um, oh, but one of the things that she mentioned was she gets a lot of flack because she hates the Jedi. And she lists off this list of things that the Jedi did in the prequels. Yeah. Which is like they kept slaves. They, you know, yeah. uh, they did, uh, they they did nothing they to stop the war from happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Again, I will say the Empire used, or the Separatists or whatever, used robots. Yeah. yeah. The Jedi the enslaved Jedi living used beings. human beings that That's they right. grew yep. for and the sole purpose of dying on the battlefield. But, but were grown to follow orders which, of Jedi. Again, brings yes. me my, to my point over mm -hmm. and over that I'm constantly making, which is the Jedi from the prequels are not Jedi. They, they uh, even Yoda and Obi-Wan in the original trilogy, when the, as soon oh, as yeah, Obi-Wan yeah. is like, you have to kill your father or the right. Emperor wins, like, no, you're not being a Jedi right now. And I know I understand you've been indoctrinated into an awful religious fanatical order for thousands of years, but the Jedi got so far off track that it actually makes perfect sense that Anakin and, either Anakin or Luke is the chosen one. And well, I don't know. I always make the argument that, that uh, Anakin did balance the force because yeah. it was all Jedi before and the Sith were in the hiding. Well, I think it's not about the number of force users you have. Yeah. I, I don't think slaughtering all the Jedi was what brings bring balance to the force. They couldn't, could certainly interpret it that way. However, but I think if you look at in return. Well, what, what you look at it, the Jedi in the prequels are on the dark side. They are yeah. selfish, they are like, egotistical, they're dogmatic. They, doing some good, doing yeah, some bad, circling they, But they the do drain. bad things for good reasons yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. They Luke, I think, the is the chosen one. Right, exactly. Yes, exactly. not the right way. I and I think that Luke exact is, phrase in my article. Thank yeah, you. and I think Luke is the first real Jedi, and he brings balance to the Force because he's the first light side user to actually be a light side user. The first and time he throws down his, his lightsaber and says, I, you know, I won't fight you. Right. Um, in the, even though he says I'm a Jedi like my father before me and his father wasn't really a Jedi no. either, but he becomes the light side of the force. And yeah. then of course the dark side keeps building itself back up and it's out of balance again by the time force awakens rolls around. But, but, but you know, cycles, these things right. always happen in cycles. But, and that's, that's the thing that, a lot of a lot of people need to realize about the Taoist tradition, which the light side yes. and the dark side yeah. and the force essentially is based on. 
you always have duality. Right, duality yeah. will always exist. And so it is impossible to tell someone you are not to give into your dark intentions. You are right. not to exactly. acknowledge them. You are not to yeah. even like it's deal why, with them. And so that's why when Anakin all of a sudden is dealing with the fact that he has love in his life and like he wants to be with that woman and he's being told, no, dude, we You're don't do warrior. that. You're a warrior. You yeah. can't do that. Like that's giving into your emotions. Yeah. That's why he goes fucking crazy yeah. because it's he hasn't been taught and how to Palpatine balance it. He knows that. He takes yeah. advantage of yeah. it. And so that's where I think the true like evil yeah. of the force is when mm. you are manipulating this person's struggle with their duality. Yeah. And I think that struggle is very important. I think uh, one of the the things that I wouldn't say George Lucas would say this, but I see this is people think that the Star Wars is all about the external struggle, but it's not. It's about it's the, the internal, internal struggle, yeah. the internal struggle to do the right thing. And I think that uh, one of the they George Lucas said that he had Luke dress in black when he goes to meet the Empire because he is dipping into yeah. the darks. No, no, in oh throughout that whole movie. Oh yeah. Because he is dipping into the dark side. But I think the way he's dipping into the dark side is he is allowing his uh his emotion, his sentiment to uh to give him wisdom. He yeah. Yeah. he doesn't save Vader because out of compassion. He saves him because he's his father. Yeah. It's yeah. just personal sentiment. And there is some room for yeah. that. Yeah. The force gives you room for that there's some for, and that's the balance i think of the dark side i, I yeah. think we can all agree forbidding attachments is a huge mistake it is yeah. it's dogmatic yeah. and wrong yeah um and apparently writers yeah writers tried to balance it out by writing it so that the jedi were into free love and they said oh you can have sex with whomever you just can't have kids but see uh, but like that makes no sense but see like for some people <laughs> some people that Free love is the way that they find satisfaction for other people. No, it, it doesn't. is absolutely not. And That's in fact, right. you feel worse about it because you don't have a true connection mm. and a true relationship mm. with yeah. someone. And so, like, I mean, we watched you go through that a lot back in college. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I mean, like, that's like for me. I know that I can never ever do polyamory because mm. I just, I just know for me personally, I am too clingy to my my mate right yeah. and if all of a sudden he's like hey i'm gonna go off with someone else but we're totally cool with it because we're in a polyamory relationship i'm like i'm not cool with it yeah which is you not know? to and say so that like, it's wrong like no, no it's just it's no just not... it's just it's something i can't the Jedi do. try to make everyone live the same way yeah and yeah they, and the and dumb thing about that. that yeah no you can't it forces people to act in certain ways that aren't healthy but i think that by forcing themselves to lower their passion and up their compassion they yeah. lost their ability to really feel compassion because yeah. compassion would have told them that this fucking politician is using you yeah yeah and yeah. they were I, totally blind to that. i would love to see um actually i, I was thinking of a really good example so of many of our the lack episodes of Jedi. now is the philosophy of star wars thank god yeah it's great it's something we love talking about um yeah, yeah. uh oh god i lost my train of thought okay so Sorry. uh no it's okay uh here's another great example um, of Jedi not doing what they're supposed to, like what they should be doing as Jedi. Uh, episode one, they get Anakin, but they can't get his mother. 
They leave, right. and they never come back. That's yeah. right. Just and get, they tell Tatooine him, is not don't like behind go a wall. Back. Yeah, Tatooine's not behind a wall. Just go get some Jedi and free all the fucking slaves. <laughs> and here's the thing about that: your space Darth wizard Vader hunts for the droids. He doesn't go down to the surface of Tatooine. Yeah, that is how badly the Jedi have fucked him up. Yep. He won't go to the place where he killed all those people and his mom died because he's still living in that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, uh, I don't yeah. think I saw. Is that any, the, the in okay. a new hope? He doesn't, even though it's his job to secure the droids. He personally doesn't, doesn't go down. Oh, down. He sends down, yeah. which yeah. is really weird for Vader, but now makes a lot of sense because last night yeah. he was there, he slaughtered an entire tribe of people and then watched his mom die. A lot of this is why. Um, I hope, like, a lot of people are like, I hope, you know, once George Lucas dies, they remake the prequels and make them good. I kind of hope they don't. No. Because they're As so they much. By because themselves, they're interesting. <laughs> well, they're, they're not good movies. But no. a lot of interesting things, <laughs> no. But a lot of interesting things have been added to the Star Wars yes. universe. Because maybe not them. intentionally mm-hmm. through George Lucas's actions, but yeah. they're. Oh, they're definitely. Right. That yeah. was not. People, yeah. people have written around that, thank God. Yeah. 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 You uh, know what did it for me? Uh, when. So I had such a hard time struggling through the first season of Clone Wars, I decided, why don't I find an episode that looks like I'd be really interested in and just watch that. And I found the one where they show some comparison between the experiences of the droids and the experiences of the clones. Oh, yeah. And I watched it, and I got so upset that the writers were struggling to show that both of these people are slaves and the characters... The story of yeah. Star Wars just didn't seem to want to recognize it. Yeah. I I got pissed yeah. and I turned yeah. it off. There yeah. was um, no, there's like... one, one particular episode with the clone troopers oh um, where they're serving under a Jedi who has definitely fallen, but is still like a trusted Jedi general. Mm-hmm. That is oh the one who spends them like coin. Yeah. I yeah. I read that story. It's, it's so effed up because it's it's the the troop that you've been following oh, like yeah. it's anakin's ah. troop and so like oh that becomes you the know Bible them first. yeah you know? Mm. yeah um you know them and you're just like oh my god he is literally abusing you guys yeah. and yeah. he does not see you as People. sentient beings but, but he's still technically a jedi yeah and yeah. but to go back yeah. to your previous point i i don't want to see them be like well ray is a gray jedi now like i don't like that idea but i would love to see Luke acknowledged in The Last Jedi that the reason that his previous attempts to return the Jedi failed is because he was trying to follow the old teachings. And that if he Which and Rey could come up with a new path, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. And that would be him being The Last Jedi. Yeah. I, I wish, I remember a time in which you were uh, more cool with the idea of Great Jedi. I think it's because I was never cool Edgelords online have... Maybe, I was never cool with the idea of, like, I loved the New Jedi Order changes where you know, the force is not light or dark. Right. Your actions it's, are light or dark. Exactly. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't think... When Jason Solo realized that and started to move towards the path to something new, I didn't think he was moving towards being a gray Jedi. I thought he was moving towards being a different kind of Jedi. Not something that's like mm-hmm. a brand new order because the Jedi are stupid and the Sith are stupid. Like I, I still believe in the ideals of the Jedi Order, just not any of the practitioners we currently see it on screen. Their except ideals probably are very good. I don't know. Kanan and Ezra are pretty good, and Ahsoka's awesome, unless she's not a Ezra. Ezra is pretty good, and I want to slap him silly. Yeah. Like, the way he was treating Sabine in that last episode, Wait, I which was episode like, are you guys uh, on Charles me? the Dark Saber. We just saw. <gasps> yes! So good. You guys are up to date. Yeah. Oh my god, Melissa, do you not mind? Can 
Well, can I just point out one thing? Yes. Like, totally unrelated to any of this, which is one thing I really liked in Force Awakens, is that he did not try to stuff um, uh, Han Solo and Laragana in in a continuous relationship that would have never worked. They had their love, they still loved each other, but they were not found together. A, a lot of people um, complain because The Force Awakens, you know, Han and Leia are divorced, Luke ran off, and like nobody knows Separated where he is. And so, like, it's like they, they say it kind of invalidates the happy ending of Return oh, of Jedi. No, it all. doesn't, though. No, they, no. They, they won. They won their thing, and if you follow the books and like the things that happened afterwards, they had decades of happiness yeah. it's just yeah. that it's life doesn't always work out that way and a new hero needs to rise and if a new hero needs to rise then the old heroes need right. to have a sunset it's yeah. generational and i think people forget that there's no such thing as a happy ending the old heroes die and you have to keep fighting yeah yeah, yeah. because the witness modern day mm. uh, yeah but also like it, it's kind of like the theory that you know if romeo and juliet had not like killed themselves, like would they actually be married and no. be happy? You know, no. yeah, and no. they wouldn't be. They knew each other for like ten minutes. But but yeah. it, it's kind of that same thing. Like war fuses people together yeah. in a certain yeah. way, That's and what then got thinking of it. Yeah, and then once that threat is kind of gone, and then also like well, especially Leia, Leia has other things on her yeah. mind. She's a fucking general. She is like. Yeah. They both this went to thing. what was important to them. And, and Han, he was never going to settle down. He was yeah. never going to no. live on Coruscant and, you know, never and like, like. And, and raise yeah. me. I mean, like, that's not him, but, yeah. like, for that moment, it worked really well. And I think, yeah. they, like, one of the things that I love about stuff like Bloodlines and Aftermath mm-hmm. and things like that, where the stories that are taking place after Return of the Jedi that mm-hmm. are canon now, is that the two of them understand that about each other. Like, yeah. they're almost never together in the books. Like, Han is always off, like, going on adventures and running races, and Leia's holding things down at home. And most of their conversations are, like, through the hollow net. Like, right. And, yeah. and they're it's happy that way. It's more realistic than they showed in the old EU, where they acted like it was a conflict. Yeah. And, like, well, they were both constraining each other. And yeah. the thing for me is, from um, my both of my grandparents, like, my, on my father's side and my mother's side, they they got together over letters during the war and then they, yeah. they each promised to get married because it was yeah. so oh my god you know I'm trying to struggle in her life I mean my my grandfather was captured and held in somewhere in the Middle East and so it's just like afterwards they got married and had miserable fucking lives <laughs> because they stayed together and I'm like it's just in a in a setting where you don't the, the divorce is not awful or at least being separated is not awful. You really shouldn't. I mean, they, yeah, they, they did not like each other. Yeah, yeah. and they, they stayed together because it was a, uh, that generation. Yeah. and I really like the new canon that Han and Leia got married like right after the second yeah, Death Star that blew makes up way on Endor. No, like, it tiny would totally make yeah. sense. And it completely invalidates not the content because Yathamir uh, um, <laughs> is a cool place, yeah. but the story of, of Portrait of Prince Leia, which is one of the <laughs> dumbest books <laughs> ever written. I, I didn't know what to do, so I stunned her. Um, and by the way, my, my grandparents don't like my grandparents were completely right. no, 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 Stay in one place. No, I, 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 yeah. I can't. What my he's gonna go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna go fucking crazy. And so, like, I think it's better that they had an honest relationship and that they were like, "Hey, you know what? Like, 
That's cool. Yeah. You do and your thing. You do my oh, thing. And the relationship we'll hook up didn't every now and then. Like, like yeah. Yeah. people can split up and still love each other. And they, and do, they clearly do. In Force Awakens. And Melissa yeah. knows this. That in a very family way, I still love my ex-boyfriend. He's a great person. Yeah. We split up on great terms. Yeah. Yeah. entire. Yeah. In fact, he might be coming. Really? Yeah. He awesome. said he asked to see if he's available. Oh my God, that'd be so that'd be great. This is why the English should give you six months of advance warning. Usually, save the dates. We do that like in america too <laughs> yeah i there's the whole thing but anyway um the thing is is that the end of a relationship is not the end of the friendship or the love right. between people and they show that super yeah. well they very like, clearly they still love each other in force awakens they very do very clearly and their connection through their past trauma with their son yeah. connects them and it makes so much sense yep. why yeah. han dies yeah yeah, yeah. It, I love that he dies yeah. so goddamn much. Yeah, and he, he only had one problem, I'm sure. He did it for the oh, fans. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was listening to a the Nerdist podcast with... The pile of money um, they gave him, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was listening to the Nerdist podcast where Mark Hamill comes back. He was joking... I was so into this, so I found out Mark Hamill is a Star Wars nerd. Oh yeah, he loved his, his own son's TV show about a bigger Star Wars nerd. <laughs> and it's but that anyway, so he was that, saying, that's gotta be so weird. I'm sorry, I, if I, if I, that's I my dad. But you know what? If I was Mark Hamill's son and a huge Star Wars nerd, I would sign every single email with the son of Skywalker. So Mark Hamill was saying that when they proposed this thing to him, it's like, I was on board immediately. Like, they didn't have to tell me. I didn't know I was just going to do a turnaround. I was practicing kung fu to make sure I could do anything they needed me to do. Well, and, and I swore up and down. I turned to my wife and I said, Harrison's never going to do this. <laughs> well, and he had a bigger plot than uh, No, but I mean, did. also, like... Harrison was very, very vocal that he was done. Yeah. yeah. Like, he was never going to yeah. go back. He was I, I done. Think, I think Harrison's problem was, if we're honest, probably with George. Yeah. Because as soon as I George was off the movie, he was like, okay, I'll do one more. Yeah. You yeah. have to kill me off. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in his 70s. I mean, yeah. I know. Yeah. Very, oh, he broke his leg with, on a door in the cellar. <laughs> yeah. Come on. But Mark to, Hamill also has a Harrison Ford impression that is goddamn amazing. I need to listen to that. It is Especially yeah. considering how, like, much insecurity bringing up Harrison Ford gets poor Chris Hardwick because of that terrible, terrible interview That's they right. had. Oh. So, uh, Melissa, would you mind if we discuss... Uh... Go for it. Well, before we do that, actually, I had to go back. I wanted to go back to what okay. we were talking about how Han and Leia would never have worked out and mm-hmm. how the uh, the Jedi Order was causing all of these problems back in the day. If it weren't for the Jedi Order, yeah. as badly written as their romance was, if it weren't for the Jedi Order, Anakin and Padme totally would have worked. And that is yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah yeah and that is well, why that's why that, one of the uh, I would say Anakin would have been less effed up yeah. because by the time he started really romancing her he was super effed right up. but oh the God. Anakin Skywalker that like from like the Clone Wars the guy who's like underneath all of that yeah is some they would have oh, worked Clone together Clone Wars Anakin and is that's, a deeper character it's than true it's very true and that's why I think the biggest tragedy for me in Rogue One like I always. And sobbing through all the deaths of the main characters at the end of the movie. Uh, spoilers for Rogue One, sorry. It's a war movie, they die. Yeah. Um, but the biggest tragedy for me in that movie is the scene, though, that's, I think, supposed to be a pump up Star Wars fan scene. But when you watch Vader cut down, ruthlessly cut down it all those people, very sad. and he's more monster than person now, it's so Can tragic you when you know that character, you know what Anakin Vader could comic, have been. The ghost of Padme following him oh, and having God. to watch him do that. Oh, God. Like, um, no, and that's why I love the Clone Wars TV show, too, because it also gave me a better understanding of Anakin uh-huh. and, like, Vader and all that. And, like, when he shows up in Rebels oh and, like, the characters from Clone Wars mm-hmm. are seeing him, but they mm-hmm. don't 
see him. But then it's they like, bring back oh, Matt Lantern yeah. and just do a little yeah. bit of Anakin dialogue of like, Ahsoka, do you know what I've become? Just like, you know, oh. And it's like, oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. Like, I love villains like that There's now. There's something and, really special about that show. Yeah, no, it's it's really, really good. But, um, like... I, I love so much that the entirety of Trials of the Dark Saber, like, a lesser show would have shown you Sabine's backstory in, like, flashbacks or, like, stuff like that. Yeah. The entirety of Trials of the Dark Saber was just leading up to her dumping her backstory yes. on a dramatic speech, yes. and it was amazing. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I sobbed. Yeah. Oh, All yeah, I could too. think about is my parents having nothing good to say about the court case, and I was thinking about it and thinking, like, I am so glad I'm watching this show. That, yes, this is perfect. <laughs> I love that this kid show makes you feel so goddamn much because it is so... It's written for the exact sort of Star Wars I want. Um, so I gotta say, this old Jedi that they found on uh, Chopper Base, right? Yeah. Like, kind of a gray Jedi in that he does... He throws out the Jedi... Oh, Bindu yeah. totally throws out the Jedi uh, dogma yeah. in a great way. And I also really love, in a sort of, like, gray Jedi sort of way, that the whole thing about the holocrons was if you put them together, you will get power. I say power, but what I mean is enlightenment, which is power. Also, enlightenment's very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I do want to see how Disney explains Kylo Ren. That oh like, my what god, that'd be interesting. That? Something and that Leia I mean, said that uh, what's Snoke, Snoke was a, had his ear or had been twisting him since the beginning, which makes me think Snoke had somehow been abusing this child psychologically. Yeah, or it's yeah. almost like uh, it could be kind of um, Snoke could have been someone who was part of their life mm -hmm. early on mm -hmm. and yeah. has been so corrupted, mm -hmm. which is why he would have had Ben's ear for yeah. a long yeah. time. Snoke, like he was Snoke, part of them or something. Yeah, Snoke somehow convinced him, and I'm, I'm interested to learn more about oh, this, but he somehow too. convinced him that uh, the light was the evil and he needed to be, he needed to give in to the dark and follow his grandfather's way. And it, I don't know... I mean, I, I know, know a lot of people or anything quite goes into it. I wonder if he'd say morality is what is evil. Maybe. You have to stop thinking of it as moral and think of what is good for you. Well, he yeah. also, I think, suffers from uh, what is natural for children is that his parents are Han Solo and, and Leia. Yeah. yeah. And so she, so he's like, well, who the fuck am I? And Snoke's like, I will make you something. Yeah. Because you, yeah. you, if, you, if you have really important parents or famous parents, you can kind of have a, like, or even just successful parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it can be kind of like... I'm just uh, sure, millennials here. being poorer than the last generation, we all kind of feel a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's possible that, that he... Because he seems very emo teenager. I need a place. He's, he went and found Vader's helmet. I mean, yeah. he's he's very much trying to establish himself as a unique individual. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Some... Someone brought this up on a podcast I was listening to. I think it's a great idea. <clears throat> Notice how much of what Kylo Ren is is a performance he puts on to be the person he wants to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, it's I the, think that's... the mask and the voice. Oh, yeah, the mask and the, the, mask and the voice. That's right. <laughs> but he's really just kind of this cute, awkward kid yeah. who is not quite grown up or, or, or become he, emotionally an adult. Without getting too political. Screw it. Let's get political. Yeah, do uh, it. He is... He is what happens to so many young white guys these days where he feels yeah. he feels powerless so he finds a community that tells him he can be powerful as that long as his he identity takes what he wants is the people. rejection of yep. everyone else also i was just thinking about it 
I can't imagine his mother has nice things to say about his grandfather. No. 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 So it's kind of the ultimate uh, parent thing. He tortured his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and blew up her home. Oh, yeah. He killed so, everyone she's So ever it's kind of one of those where I really wonder if he was like, at one point, was like, hey, mom, who's my grandfather? Like, where yeah. do I come from? It's like, I'm not going to talk to you about it. Go ask, ask Luke. And it ask feels Luke. like well, an and also, objection. He's got, yeah. he's got to have been getting, um, you know, because if you take what he saw in Bloodlines, and Bloodlines clearly establishes yeah. that. That what exactly what you said. Leia feels very differently about Vader than Luke. <laughs> yeah. um, the Ben found out through TV, right? Which so Luke and Luke has been telling Ben his whole life, your grandfather was a good man. He just took a wrong path, and I had to save him. And Leia has been telling him his whole life, your grandfather was an awful monster. That you know, Luke might actually be the reason that Kylo turned to the dark side to a certain extent because. It, he, Luke you want might to have, know where you come well, from. Well, and Luke might have very much filled his head with Anakin was a good person. Anakin was a good person, and if he connects that, and Snoke leaps into believe. that and yeah. says, "Well, Darth Vader was a good person. Don't you want to be like Darth Vader?" Yeah. Like, I, I can I, see again, that. yeah. Well, that's I, why Luke would blame himself because he'd, he'd be like, "Oh shit, that's my bad." <laughs> I have to <laughs> say, of all away. the elements of the EU, I love this Luke blaming himself for not being the perfect teacher who's going to make everything all right. I love that this theme keeps, so keeps going. Much. Yep. Uh, so speaking more about rebels, uh, I wanted to ask. Wait, what... I think mainly has a thought. Oh, sorry. I kind of wonder if Leia knows about her mom too, about Padme. She. Does from bloodlines in yeah. bloodlines okay, it's revealed because I was thinking like I mean she took on Organa's name yeah and so I was like who does she see as like her actual mom you know like just yeah. kind of thinking of that well, I'm like, sure she sees Lady Organa as more her mother um, yeah probably yeah. I mean the line in Jedi about her remembering her real mother is probably mostly just her like you know when you're a kid you make up memories that you think yeah. you have yeah. yeah. Um, and it could also have been a force memory in a way because Leia has perceptive force abilities. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we know that she feels Han die. I, I don't know how they're going to do this, but deep down, I I want someone like Hux or Kylo to be like, "All right, old woman, it's just you and me. Your troops are gone. What are you gonna do?" And she's like, "Bust out with lightsaber." I've been practicing for it. No, not even a lightsaber. I've been practicing force for a while. Let me show you what a politician can do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Now you believe you're a bunny. Like, yeah. whatever. That would actually be a phaser. If she's like, I don't need a weapon. Like, it, she waves her hands and all of her troops appear and she's like, the last two hours of your life have been my creation. So that's actually, so I've been playing this, the mobile game, Star Wars Force Radio, I'll tell you about it a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, every different character in the game has a special ability that they can use. So like, Dengar throws a grenade, like mm-hmm. Luke, um, or Vader force pulls people towards him. Uh, Leia's really? ability is summoning more troops for free. <gasps> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> As is Thrawn's. <laughs> Thrawn's in this uh-huh. game? Okay. I, I don't like that they have the same ability. It was not exactly cool the same ability. If so... Thrawn turned off your special ability, because he already knew you had <laughs> So Thrawn, oh Thrawn's special ability actually buffs people. Ooh. He summons stormtroopers every few minutes automatically without having to use an ability. Leia oh, uses whoa. an ability to summon a bunch of badass honor guards with Holy sticks. Can, can we just talk about Thrawn on Rebels? How he is yeah. too damn good. Okay. That's Thrawn Let's, all over, baby. Yeah. All right. I have to say, the only time I felt they actually moved away from Thrawn as we used to know him is when Thrawn got angry and he was angry about the perfect thing. It was because the guy was going to destroy 
spot. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> also, they freaking have him studying uh, Sabine's um, spray paints, which is everything I wanted from yes, that season. That's yeah. amazing. That's and his, oh, um, so good. So good. The, the Warhead episode before. Um, that uh, was, was amazing. That was a great episode. But the end, at the end where he was like, yep, they blew one of them up. They blew up his whole starship. But now I've narrowed it down to 94 planets. Yeah. So we're like, logically, it can fuck. only be this. And you're like, oh my God, that's Thrawn. Yeah. Well, and like, it was a great idea where they're like, oh, they would never know which one it was. And it's like, he doesn't have. Too. Right, he can just deduce. Yeah, he can just deduce. Also, oh my god, I love though, I love how uh, Inspector or Agent what's oh, his Callus? name is, is actually like Fulcrum. He's like, yes. hey guys, and then BT when the Jedi, dubs, when the uh, Jedi mean, okay, make it look boosh. I wanted to do that. <laughs> I saw that. It's like, wow, they really treat him like a dick. And then I remembered what he did. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like no, no, it's. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna get caught by the end of the season for oh, sure. Oh, he is. Oh, but... Thrawn probably knows exactly oh, yeah. who he is and is feeding him false information. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Oh my god. Actually, yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Thrawn wanted the rebels to know the infiltrator droids were coming so that they would send, they would react to them and narrow his search down for him. That's right. Because Thrawn, Thrawn knows good. everything. Thrawn is. Always five steps ahead. Is in he part every droid? Game. He's part droid. No, he's, no, he's Chiss. all Chiss, which no. apparently is part human. I didn't realize that. Really? Chiss are a human derivative in the oh. same way that, um, what are they called? Uh, the two sisters who whisper to each other in the cantina are oh. part of a race that are also human derivative. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there are a few things like that. Technically, um, pretty much all the races are humanoid in appearance. They they are, but because it's fantasy. It, but yeah. some races totally can have kids together and they just don't talk to it about it much because Star Wars doesn't deal with sex well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sorry, I just started thinking of Baz and Chirrut for a second. Aww. <laughs> Such a, a wonderful couple. They died in war they together. Did. They're, they're, uh, so every character in, face. I know. Oh. every every character in Force Awakens has mm -hmm. a um, unique card that's like a backup character. So like Luke can summon Obi Wan, Ezra can summon Kanan, uh, Baze can summon Shirut. That's <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I like how Baze summons Shirut. Yeah, it's like no, no, this Bond guy will take care. Yeah, of yeah. Um, oh, they, so they were the best couple. They were the best. They were. Uh, I like Hello and welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast. podcast. Oh wow, my voice cracked like I'm 13 years old. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Jared, if you want to email us, how can we do that? If you'd like to complain about all of our talking about politics and Star Wars, please email us at a c e o f g e e e k s e o. Shut up. Ace of Geeks podcasting at gmail That's Ace of Geeks podcasting. At gmail.com. <laughs> How many E's is now? You can find the Ace of Geeks at aceofgeeks.net where there are daily articles, tons more podcasts, there's YouTube videos. We have a streaming channel and it's back and it's wonderful. Uh, you should check us out. There's cool stuff. Uh, and our theme song is by Kessel Run, Run? that you can mm -hmm. find at kesselrun.ninja. They're amazing. And we're going to be at Dentrocon yes. in a couple Ooh, of weeks. That's come right. find so us there. And we'll be doing an episode from there. Come out. Are you doing this today? Yep. Okay, so in two weeks, you can see us at Dentrocon, and we are running a game that we are right now about to uh, finish. 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 Yeah. finish. Mm -hmm. finish. Uh -huh. That's the Ace of Geeks way. <laughs> yep. All right. Thanks, guys. We will talk to you soon.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.